Do I have a special surprise for you? This month's bonus episode of Commando on Demand is an actual full hour of my national radio show. This hour aired last weekend on over 400 radio stations throughout the U.S. I hope you like it. I know it's happening all over Facebook, but you know people still believe this stuff for some reason. It's a fake Costco coupon that says, "Here, click here, and you can get seventy-five dollars to spend at Costco." But you just have to go ahead and redeem the coupon by Thanksgiving. Of course, if you click, there's scammers and hackers and bad things that are going to happen to you. But if you do see this uh, coupon scam for Costco on Facebook, do not pass it along and do not share it. Whatever you do. You know, just don't click on the link. And I know what you're thinking. Dang, you know, I was looking forward to picking up a free 35 pounds of lettuce this weekend. And you see, ladies and gentlemen, just an example of all the fun, the transference of intellect and know-how that happens here week after week on this, the nation's largest weekend radio show about everything digital. We talk about living the best digital life ever. You can find us on over 400 top stations from coast to coast. And I love this. On American Forces Network Radio, that's 177 different countries. And every ship at sea gets the Kim Commando Show. And, of course, the phone lines are open. That's one 825 5254 is the way to join us. I know you can Google anything, but you can't Google my trusted advice. That's why you need to call me. Or, if you want, you can always schedule a time to actually speak with me on the air. Super easy to do. Head over to the official homepage of the Kim Commando Show. That's, of course, komandio.com. And at the bottom of the page, it says, be a caller. Click there. One of our excellent producers will get in touch with you and we'll schedule you right in. And before we go back to all of your phone calls, this, the second hour of the Kim Commando Show, uh, some interesting items that cross my desk and screen that you need to know about. First of which, let's say you are looking at a website and suddenly your phone rings and they say, do you have any questions about the products that you're looking at? I mean, that desk, that credenza? Or maybe those tickets? That's right. According to a CNBC report, we've all become accustomed seeing advertising on our phone and our computer. Uh, you know, that's similar or even something that we've been looking at online. But now a lot of websites are employing third-party tech to track real-time consumer behavior. This means with a little bit of embedded go, they can figure out where visitors are shopping from, what devices they're using, and other metrics. And with this data, some companies are having customer service reps call people while they're browsing their websites totally unsolicited. One guy took to Twitter about his recent experience saying he got a call from StubHub after he left some basketball tickets in his cart without buying them. And if he acted right then, he would get a whole 5% off his order. And a woman recently complained on Twitter that she got a call from Wayfair. She was browsing the site and It's not difficult for them to get your phone number, by the way. Maybe you shared it in an online form. It was gathered by another company. Either way, you know, these companies can now connect a site visitor, whether logged in or anonymous, to a phone number. Now, luckily, you can do something about it. We have all the steps over at commando.com. It might not stop the practice completely, but at least you can avoid the sales call to buy that rustic Western credenza you were looking at. And if you're just tired of having one phone screen, there are a lot of options out there. Samsung's got their Galaxy Fold. There's the two-screen option from LG. Huawei just released their dual-fold phone, the upcoming Microsoft Duo smartphone. But 
What if you wanted to keep your existing iPhone or Android and just add a second screen to it? There could soon be a way. You got to check this out. It's a phone case of sorts. It's called Castaway. And it's not just a second screen. It's actually a very small Chromebook running Chrome OS that pairs with your phone. Just add the wrap to your phone. And in theory, it should allow the two devices to communicate and multitask. It comes in two sizes, depending upon the make and model you have. It also has a patent pending universal magnetic hinge that allows you to quickly detach it from the Chromebook phone case hybrid. And it's a pretty slick idea. Uh, there is a catch. Right now, it's a crowdfunding campaign on Indiegogo. The funding goal has been reached. And if all goes to plan, they're expected to ship next May. But if you have trouble putting your phone down now, just wait until you double the distraction. And speaking of your phone, there are those times when you really need your phone. And often it's when there's no cellular network to connect to. It's happened to me. It's happened to you. You're lost on a hike in an unfamiliar area. Maybe you just have no bars in all places. Uh, say your car breaks down. Since there's no signal, there's no way for you to call for help. Sure, you could shell out serious cash for a satellite phone on the chance you would need it in an emergency. Or you could add a tiny satellite dish to your existing phone. Just connect the tiny battery-powered dish, it's called SatPak, to your phone via Bluetooth. And as long as the sky is visible where you're located, you have the companion app installed, you can send text messages. And whereas a good satellite phone will cost $500 or more, the SatPak costs $250. Now, keep in mind, you also have to buy a bundle of prepaid messages. Starts at 150 messages for 55 bucks, which is about 37 cents per text. Uh, the company behind SatPak, they're named Higher Ground, says these satellite prepaid messages are not going to expire. But, you know, all this talk about satellite reminds me of a joke. You ready for it? Did you hear about the two satellites that got married? The reception was amazing. Ah, okay. All right, as far as high-tech eyewear goes, the flop that was Google Glass is still mocked to this day. But that hasn't stopped other companies from releasing their own take on augmented reality eyewear, like Snapchat. Now, back in 2016, they launched camera glasses called Spectacles for 130 bucks. The idea was that you could record photos and videos and then share them through Snapchat. They ended up losing $40 million on the idea. Okay. This is what astounds me about tech companies. So they tried again last year after losing $40 bucks with a second generation of Spectacles. This time, they were more expensive, but wait, they were water-resistant. Guess what happened? They lost millions and millions of dollars again. But wait, there's more. Snapchat is trying again with Spectacles 3 that just went on sale. This time, it's going to focus on 3D because we all know how uh, 3D worked with television so well. Not. But they say they're taking a different approach on how they're being marketed. Instead of the average consumer, the Snapchat Spectacles 3 is geared towards influencers and content creators because they think they have cash to burn. It has dual HD cameras, AR, 3D capabilities, a steel frame. The price went up a little bit, 380 bucks. Okay, so let's get this straight. Snapchat couldn't sell too many of these glasses for 130 bucks, but they're making some upgrades and they kept the price up to $400. And that sounds like a great idea. They say that third time's a charm, but a big financial loss isn't any better because it's happening in 3D. And now it's time for your weekly tech trivia question. Every week I test your know-how to see how much you really know about the history of tech. And you have to promise me 
You're not going to turn to your phone, your laptop, your computer, or your tablet for the answer. See if you can just guess it in your noggin. Are you ready for this week's? Here we go. You might have heard that the U.S. Department of Defense finally upgraded their 1970s-era nuclear missile command system that, up until now, had still used computers, believe it or not, running 8-inch floppy disks. That's right, primitive tech. But that wasn't the only outdated piece of the puzzle. Back in the early 60s, President Kennedy felt that military commanders had just too much authority to launch a nuclear attack on their own. So he came up with a plan to require an eight-digit password to authorize the launch of a nuclear missile. So what was that password? Was it A, 123456678, B, the word Kennedy, 1, C, 00000000, talking about eight zeros, or D, was it the word password? Okay, think about that, because we'll have the answer by the end of this hour. All right, still to come this hour, we have the inside scoop on the best Black Friday TV deals. And also in our digital life hack tip, the secret way to dig up dirt on someone. And still later on this hour, what is the safest way to lock your iPhone? Is it by using a pin or your face or something else? And of course, we have all of your phone calls here on this coast-to-coast broadcast of the Kim Commando Show. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Okay, moments away from a great little tip about the safest way to actually lock your smartphone. I mean, think about it right now. If I had to ask you, well, what was that? I mean, would it be a pin? Would it be your face? Or is it something else? And, of course, the phone lines are open, one 825 Once again, is a way to join us. And just a quick reminder, if you're listening to the show on your local radio, you get the podcast, is that you can always make an appointment to speak with me on the air, which is super easy to do. Head over to the website, that's commando.com, K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. At the bottom of the page, it says, be a caller, which speaking of the website, if you haven't checked it out, we unveiled our brand new website this past week. We spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on it, but I think you're really going to love it. It's super fast, fewer ads, and it's just smoking great. Absolutely. And again, that's commando.com, K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. And let's start this hour with Regina in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. Hi there, Regina. Hi, Kim. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing well. What's going on? Well, I actually heard one of your broadcasts last weekend, and it kind of resonated with me, and I wanted to call in because I had a question on top of what this lady had proposed. Okay. Um, She had mentioned that she had an ex that had gained access to her emails, her files, and bank accounts, and was doing all kinds of really uh, covert things. So my question is, basically, is there a remote way to find out, or is there a a way to find out if there is someone coming in through a router or has placed a key logger onto your computer to find out how they're doing that and to find out if there's a footprint. 
Okay. So, so you want to see if, so is this happening to you? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And um, so, I, I, I had some really bad stuff happen. <laughs> like what? Um, well, to be quite honest, there was, um, I used a router during the course of my divorce that was in the household and I saw my mouse moving without me touching the computer and I had no idea, nor did I have the technology or was not really tech savvy, um, to understand what that meant or what it was going on. Um, I advised my lawyer, I advised some police that got involved with the situation and I was pretty much laughed at. So they pretty much told me that, you know, there's nothing they can do about it, nor would they want to do anything about it. Um, and my ex-husband gained access and erased files, um, got into my bank account and also some personal items that had no, nothing related to him, but to my first husband. So he kind of got into my life in a way that I couldn't get rid of him. Um, but the key logger seemed to be the real, the real pain. And I just wanted to know if there's a way to trace that. Is there a way that you can find a footprint? Like where it actually came from and who put it in? Okay. Right. Like you can see an IP address for most people, but I mean, how do you go backwards from a router? It's, it's very difficult, uh, especially okay. if the person is computer savvy. They know that they're not just going to use any old browser. They're going to use an anonymizer browser, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they may be okay. using a VPN to get into that. I mean, if somebody's going to take such extreme steps, unless they think you're totally a dope, okay, or you don't know anybody who could help you out, is that odds are they're going to take other steps to make sure that you won't be able to figure out where that came from. Okay, so, okay. But, but let's talk a little bit about, because you mentioned two things, the router and then you said the computer, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when this happened, you, you tell me you bought a new router, correct? No, actually, I, I had to call a couple of friends to find out because I knew I wasn't crazy, I, I, I called a few friends to say, okay, this is what's going on. What do you think? And they told me to stop using the computer. They told me to stop using the computer at home through the router and just go to an open Wi-Fi system and use my phone. Uh, so that, okay. was, that well, was pretty much the advice I got. Okay. Here's what I'd like you to do uh, is, that, um, is I'd like you to buy a brand new router, Okay. Okay. Uh, because what what do we want to do is we want to we want to lock this person out. Okay. We don't want to just we want to make we want to live our lives, but we don't want this person to to make us uncomfortable, right? Anxious, Correct. uneasy. Uh, we want them just really just to go away. That's why they're called an X. <laughs> okay. So with a router, routers have different settings and they have something called a guest network. Uh, in that previous caller that you mentioned, that's why I wanted her to put the, the kid onto the guest network. And right. so that this way we would have two networks within the house. And so that when the kid went to go see the dad, that the dad wouldn't be able to just swipe the, the password off the keychain. But the router also has something called remote access and that I want to make sure that that's not turned on. Because if that, if that is turned on, then your ex can sign on to the network and he can do whatever he wants. Okay. Um, now, okay. most routers do have logs. And they also have something called, you can see, MAC addresses. And within, a, within the MAC address, every, every device has what's called a MAC address. Okay. And okay. so the whole idea is that you go onto the router and you see, you know, 
you can authorize only these devices will have access to the network. Okay. And so it would be your phone. You have kids? I do. Okay. So it'd be, it'd be your phone. It'd be the, you know, the kids devices and things like that. Um, and so, so we're going to lock that down. Now, as far as a key logger on the computer, that's where you need to, you know, uh, and it's really kind of interesting because a lot of antivirus companies have over the years said, you know, we're not going to detect key loggers because there's not really a virus. Okay. It's not Mm -hmm. technically a virus. And so that's why we have specialty programs like Keylogger Detect, Klogger Detect. We have links to these programs on the website that will go through and try to find these keyloggers. And a keylogger can be installed just as easy as if maybe your kid's on the computer, the ex sends a greeting card, miss you, love you, the kid kicks on the greeting card, and then bingo, bango, you've got a, you've got a keylogger on the computer. So if I correspond only via email with him because that's court-ordered, can he still do that even if I get all this new router, this, 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 this new, and Just all don't these virus do, protectants? You know what? Don't click anything he sends. Nothing. I don't have an option. That's my only form of okay. communication I'm allowed. Okay. Well, okay, but if you do email, I want to make sure that you before you click even a PDF file, that that file mm-hmm. scanned. And so you okay. make sure that there's nothing in there. Because a lot of people don't think, they think, oh, well, it has to be an executable. It's got to be a Word doc. So, no, even a PDF file, even an image can contain something. So, you know, and a straight email is fine. But once you start looking at attachments, that's when it gets a little bit more shaky. Now, there are other things that you need to do. And we've got an article over at commando.com about making sure that your exes are not on any of your accounts, setting up new secret questions that you actually lie on because they know every single answer. Two-factor authentication, pin numbers on all your accounts. I'll post a link over at commando.com. Okay, a couple of things to pass along before we go back to your phone calls, as well as we have our digital life hack about the secret ways to dig up dirt on someone. Since our founding in 2000, we at the Center for Internet Security have always had one mission. It's to create confidence in the connected world for people, businesses, and governments. As a nonprofit, we do this by drawing upon our core competencies of collaboration and innovation. The world is changing, cyber threats are evolving, and IT resources are limited. All you want is a way to strengthen your cybersecurity programs efficiently and effectively. Let CIS help you with these efforts. We use a consensus-based process involving IT professionals from around the world to develop and maintain security best practices. These resources are proven to defend systems and data against threats, both on-premises and in the cloud. We also strive to help organizations of every size and maturity strengthen their cybersecurity programs. This includes serving U.S. state, local, tribal, and territorial government organizations. At CIS, we're all about making the connected world a safer place. Visit our website to learn more. All right, so on the topic of locking your phone, okay, we have facial recognition hit mainstream in 2016 with the Galaxy Note 7. And next, the next year, Apple released the iPhone 10 with their facial ID. But it's all convenient. You glance at your phone, boom, instant unlock. But the tech is not perfect. You've also got older fingerprint methods that are a pretty secure way to lock the phone, but there are also ways around that too. Still, biometrics are far less vulnerable than pin codes and passwords, although you do need to have them set up as a backup as well. So if you hit commando.com, we have all the pros and cons as well as some tips that you definitely want to know. And uh, Black Friday is just a few days away. 
And you can actually find some decent pre-Black Friday sales going on right now with bigger sales in the coming days. Best Buy has a Black Friday deal for a Sony 65-inch TV, originally priced at 1000 bucks. They're knocking 300 off the price to bring it down to 700 If you're on a budget, Target has a no-frills 40-inch TCL marked down from 260 to 170 Crazy, $170. Uh, Walmart will see Target's 170 and price a 150 ONN Roku TV at 150 They even have a 65-inch Philips 4K Android Smart TV for 280 We've got a whole list together of those Black Friday TV deals at Commando.com. But, you know, a lot of people think that Black Friday is the best day to buy a TV. Actually, there's a lot of discounts, but the best time of year to buy a brand-new TV is after Christmas, but right before the Super Bowl. And back to the phones we go with Aaron in Santa Rosa, California. Hi, Aaron. Hey, Kim. How you doing? Good. Welcome. What's going on? So I got a pretty important question for you. I got uh, four children under the age of 10, and uh, they're going to you know, slowly get into looking at more screens and doing more things on the computers. And I just want to know the best way to block them from seeing all the crap on the Internet that I don't really want them looking at. <laughs> yeah, there's, just, there's a ton of it, right? I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, and too much. And the problem is, you know, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Um, exactly. So, how old's the youngest? Youngest is four. Okay. So, um, I have four, six, eight, and ten. Well, at least you did them like even. That was good. <laughs> That's right. Um, boy, your Christmases must be crazy. They're a little busy. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> All right. A couple of things we can do, um, see, because you have different ages with different limitations, right? And you have Correct. different ways that you're going to parent the four-year-old versus the 10-year-old. And Correct. so yeah. what you really lo- are looking for is a solution that isn't just one across the board, is that we want these kids to be raised as good digital citizens, right? Yes, and exactly. so we're going to we're going to teach them what that means along the way, whether it's moderation, whether it's content, whether it's getting their hands slapped when they do things that they shouldn't. And then you'd also be aware of it. OK. Yeah. Uh, and so to that end, you're looking at because, again, you have all these kids is that you're looking for a solution that's going to cover the whole family. But again, deal with the different ages. Uh, and it's going to be working at the router level. Okay. So it's good, Okay, but it's, but, but keep in mind, the moment you give them a cell phone, all bets are off. Oh yeah. That won't be for a while. (laughs) Because a lot of people say, well, I'm going to put parental controls on little Johnny's cell phone. I'm like, okay, he'll find the porn. Okay. I'm just telling you. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I know that's, I'm trying to stop it when they're really young. And we only have a computer and our cell phones in the house. So okay, all right, that's good. Even there. Okay, yeah. because you only have one computer. Uh, there's a product called OpenDNS. They have something called Family Shield, and okay. it allows you to put this onto the computer, and then you can set up uh, different parameters. So, like, we don't want to see any booze. We don't want to see any adult ads. We don't want to see any lingerie. No cigars, cigarettes, vaping, whatever it may be. And so you just check the categories. Mm-hmm. But a better solution, especially because I, I really, you know, this is like, you know, I, I, as I did with, with my son, is I want to teach him what's right and wrong because I don't want him to go crazy when he gets some freedom. Is yeah. that, uh, is that we want to set different accounts for each of the children. Now, Disney has a product called Circle. 
Okay. And what I like about the Circle product is that it can work with parents who are engaged, and you're obviously a parent who's engaged. The Open DNS Family Shield is really for somebody who says, I just don't want to have to deal with it. Well, that wouldn't be for me. Okay. (laughs) And so so with the the Circle product, you can get a, a dedicated breakdown of which websites were gone during the day. You can give each of the kids an account. You can filter it. You can set time limits. Uh, on oh, each wow. of the kids. Okay. And so you're going to give a little bit more to the 10-year-old than you might the 6-year-old, right? You, right. You, you do that already. And yeah. you can also set bedtime. So after the six after, after 7 o'clock, the 6-year-old can't sign on, but maybe the 8 o'clock, maybe the 8-year-old can until 8 o'clock. Okay. Nice. So, okay. so you can set those. There's also off times. Uh, so the computer's not available anytime between 4 and 7 to anybody. Mm-hmm. So even if they, okay. so so you're not the bad cop, right? Right, right. It's just not available. Sorry. It's yes. Sorry. <laughs> you know, they try to sign in. Sorry. It's just not there. Yep. Uh, not working. <laughs> and then let's say that, uh, let's say it's, let's say it's Saturday and you give everybody their privileges and they're, you know, sharing on the computer, doing things like that. But somebody's getting into a fight. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so the six-year-old says, you were on too long. The eight-year-old chimes in. The four-year-old starts screaming. The 10-year-old says, you know, I'm in charge. You know what I mean. Have you been in my house? <laughs> I'm, fe- I'm feeling like I've been there. Um, being the youngest of four children, maybe that's where this is coming from. There you uh, go. <laughs> is that you can walk over and hit a button and you can pause the Internet and say, oh, nice. that's it. No one's getting on. I like that. <laughs> okay. Uh it's 130 bucks. And there is a huh? there is a monthly fee of $10 a month, but it includes 1 year. So it's 130 bucks with 1 year of the uh membership. Because what they're going to do is they're going to keep all your accounts up to date. You can see things remotely. So if you're at work, you can see what's going on at the house. Uh and that so awesome. It's actually it's actually a very very good product and uh, I'm just really surprised at Disney that they don't promote it more because, you know, we have Net Nannies and Norton Parental Controls and Windows Parental Controls and all that other stuff, but they don't quite go down this deep as far yeah, as... It, it, I needed something a little more. Yeah, you need something with a little bit more umph so that this way, like, you know, this way you're not like the bad dad all the time, you know? God, you're yeah, so mean, yeah. you know? But <laughs> so uh, well, you get that too. <laughs> well, that's okay. You know what that means? You're doing your job. Right. There you go. <laughs> uh, so it's called Circle. It's made by Disney. You can Google it. And um, Aaron, once you get it all set up, if you have any other questions whatsoever, just give me a, a shout back. Since our founding in 2000, we at the Center for Internet Security have always had one mission. It's to create confidence in the connected world for people, businesses and governments. As a nonprofit, we do this by drawing upon our core competencies of collaboration and innovation. The world is changing. Cyber threats are evolving, and IT resources are limited. All you want is a way to strengthen your cybersecurity programs efficiently and effectively. Let CIS help you with these efforts. We use a consensus-based process involving IT professionals from around the world to develop and maintain security best practices. These resources are proven to defend systems and data against threats, both on-premises and in the cloud. We also strive to help organizations of every size and maturity strengthen their cybersecurity programs. This includes serving U.S. state, local, tribal, and territorial government organizations. At CIS, we're all about making the connected world a safer place. 
Visit our website to learn more. All right, it's time now for our digital life hacks tip, something that you need to know every single week. And this week is brought to you by iDrive. Now, here's the deal. you got to listen to this. A hospital in Brooklyn is the latest medical facility to admit that they've lost access to their patient data due to a ransomware attack. The hospital just didn't have a sufficient data backup plan. It's just that simple. You know, hundreds of medical facilities and doctor's offices have been targeted this year by cyber thieves. Now, in this case, the hospital systems, they were attacked actually in July and just last week. The administrators had to admit that they lost that crucial data and they didn't have backups in place. Gosh, can you believe that? It's so easy to protect your data with your data backups. And now iDrive provides the easiest solution for you. And for that matter, a hospital as large as the one in Brooklyn, you know, iDrive provides anyone, any size business, even if you're just a sole proprietor at home, even if it's just your personal computer, a data backup service that's off-site. And that's really important because it's safely away from any computer that might fall victim to a ransomware attack. You see, iDrive software backs up your computer data regularly in the background while you're working away on your computer or laptop. And here's the also deal. You can schedule it on a daily basis or more often, whatever brings you peace of mind that, you know, every single document, every email, every photo you have is just safely backed up. And sign up today. Don't wait. iDrive.com. Just start backing up your own data so you never, ever lose it. You want to use my name, Kim, as your promo code, because then when you do, you're going to save 90% off your first year's plan. Once again, that's iDrive.com, promo code Kim. Once again, iDrive.com, promo code Kim. All right. In our digital life hack, the tip this week, it's all about digging dirt up on someone. And we've all done this at some point. You meet someone in person or online, and you're compelled to do a little research to dig up potential dirt on them. Now, You can find out a lot about someone online, but there's only so much information that you can figure out if you're the person that's looking for, maybe they have locked down his or her social media profiles, or they've erased information collected on these shady online directories. Maybe they've just totally deleted themselves from the internet. And that's why you need to stick with sites that you can trust. You know, I don't want you to get sucked in by those creepy people search sites. You know what I'm talking about. If they find you one thing and then they charge you for outdated or incorrect information. So here are three methods to find reliable information on just about anyone. And let's start at the top with free websites that have really valuable intel. I'm talking about free public information websites. The easiest way to find your county accessor site is do a quick Google search. And that's what I'm talking about. Just type in the county you're looking for along with the word assessor. And once you get there, you can see where all your a uh, person of interest lives. You can get details on their home, the properties they own, a whole bunch more. And then if you're feeling curious, you can also see how much somebody's paid for their house, their neighbor's paid. But again, it's all public record. Now, if you're having trouble finding the assessor site in your area, I have a website. I, I don't want to give it to you out on the air because we have it on, the web, on our website. Um, but it's a directory that includes official state and county websites, so you can actually navigate to yours easily. You can also search by zip code to find the the correct county. Uh, Number two on the list is you want to figure out, does the person have a criminal record? Super important. A simple search may get you there, or you can use the National Center for State Courts website, and this allows you to quickly access court records by state. Now, they're going to tell you everything a background check can, but this is pretty enlightening. And we're going to tell you exactly how you can get started 
and the steps that you need to do. Now, another way to get official docs, that's what we're looking for, official documents, is a website that I can give you out on the air because it's really easy. It's called vitalrec.com. I mean, that's where you get birth certificates, death records, marriage licenses, divorce decrees, land records, uh, a whole bunch more. And then, you know, many of these documents have other information. It's like birth certificates show the parents' full names, the baby's name, the county, the date of birth. So you can go ahead and be your own investigator. Now, there is a free 15-day trial, but then you're going to have to pay, which brings up another point. How do you get information about yourself out of these directories? Well, that's our bonus tip. We're going to tell you how you can opt out of sites like Classmates and iSearch and People Lookup and Public Records. You can opt out of My Life and People Finders and White Pages and the premium sites. And again, you're going to find all the links that you need free for the taking over at the official homepage of the Kim Commando Show, which is super easy to go to. Go to commando.com. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. Once you're there, hit that show picks button right along the top of the homepage. Hey, still to come, the Facebook app is secretly turning on your camera. What? I'll tell you more about it. Still to come this hour of the Kim Commando Show. Okay, so are you ready for the answer to our trivia question? That's right. Let me tell you again, just in case you're joining us, what was the original eight-digit password put in place by the Air Force to launch nuclear weapons in the 1960s? Was it A, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, B, the word Kennedy, and then they made it super secure by adding the number 1, C, eight zeros, or D, the word password. Are you ready? The answer is C, eight zeros. That's right. Apparently, Air Force officers weren't too keen on adding an extra step to something basic like, you know, launching a nuclear missile. So they came up with a password that you really didn't have to think too much about. Now, of course, to this day, the Air Force says they never use such a simple password. But a former Air Force nuclear launch officer by the name of Bruce Blair, who worked in the control center, says they most certainly did at once upon a time use eight zeros as the password. Mm, Isn't that sad? Uh, Mary in Charleston, South Carolina. Hi there, Mary. Hello, Kim. Thank you so much for that um, opt-out tool that you gave us a few minutes ago. I look forward to going on your website and taking advantage of it there. So thank you. Uh, My pleasure, Mary. So how can I help you? I have a heart-wrenching problem. Um, Our only two grandchildren live in Zurich, uh, Switzerland. Okay. And... FaceTime is really our only way that we can watch them grow. So it's worked okay. It's bridged the miles. However, now the oldest is two years old, and she has commandeered that iPad. So I no longer can, or her mom, all of us, can no longer control being able to watch her because she wants to take that iPad and she walks away. And so now I'm looking at the ceiling. I'm looking at the floor. Um, You're like, everything but her face. I just want to see your pretty face. Okay. Right. right. I don't care. Right. So, so all so, right. So, so you need some ideas. Okay. Uh, yes. I need you to work your magic to okay, solve so, this heartbreaking so, problem. So you have two. What, what, one's an infant and you got a two-year-old. You have a two and a four-year-old. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. Yes. So we're only dealing one with the two-year-old. Okay. For right, right now. All right, a couple yes. a couple of things you can do is you need to engage the child. I mean, you, you know this from being a mom yourself, okay? Right. And so what you can do is start, like, asking her to sing you a song. 
and then you can okay. sing along with her. I mean, so it becomes so the call becomes more activity based instead of like, oh, hi, how are you? You know, that type uh-huh. of thing. So we're Great. actually okay. where maybe you're singing songs together. Maybe you're playing peekaboo with her. OK. Sure. Uh, or you can say like, you know, what sound does a cow make? You know, what about a horse? What about a sheep? You know, things like that. So uh, another idea that some grandparents do is like, they will send uh, a book to the child. And mm-hmm. so now you have the same book and you're going to read the book together over oh, FaceTime. Okay? Um, okay. Another thing you do is teach them a scripture uh, saying oh. or a phrase or something that you want to sure. teach them. And so now it's like, okay, we're going to practice a little bit. And a two-year-old, she can remember a scripture phrase or something right, as right. simple as that. So, again, we're, we're going to be engaging the child. Um, I so, love this. So you start, you know, you start doing things, even having a tea party together. Ooh, I'm. Ha- what's in your tea? What's on your plate? Uh-huh, okay. Uh-huh. So, so just as if she was there, you're just gonna, and then ask mom to buy a stand for the iPad so that she can put the stand so she, the child's not even touching it. Okay. And so it's so it's it's just stationary there. Now, as the child gets a little bit older, say, um, you know, maybe next year. You know, Disney has some games that you can play interactively. And so, oh, wow. And then as she starts get playing Minecraft, and so you could also get a Minecraft account and start building things, you know, probably when she's six or seven, so that now you're engaged in whatever she's doing. So you want to keep close tabs on some what she's playing with electronically. Okay. Okay. Um, and they, you know, also like Ticket to Ride. I was just thinking of another game, Ticket to Ride. She might even want to play that now because you can play that with her. And then there's interactive chat. Okay, Ticket to Ride. Okay. And so, but so, 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 but start with the basics, things that we already know that work with a two-year-old outside of the Skype and FaceTime environment. That's reading books, having a tea party, um, singing songs, and guessing things. You can also say you can also play a game like What Is This. And hold up a pen or a button and see if she can guess what it is, you know, and what's in my hand and what's in this hand, what's that hand. Again, we're all going to start playing games. And then as they get older, like I mentioned, you've got Minecraft, you've got Fortnite, you've got geocaching, all these other great things. But let's start slow with some books and some tea parties. And if you need any additional pointers, just give me a call right back. Speaking of, we have a great tip that you don't want to miss still to come this hour here on the Kim Commando Show. How do you spell scandal? Let me give you a hint. F-A-C-E-B-O-O-K. Here's what's happening. Well, using the latest version of the Facebook app and scrolling through your photos or videos on an iPhone, the phone's camera suddenly turns on and stays on without your permission. This bug, or whatever it's being called, is being noted all over Twitter. You can learn more about it at commando.com. And there we got the steps on how you can revoke Facebook's access to your camera. But as far as where the video goes, when the camera turns on and who's watching them, uh, no one really knows. Guy Rosen is Facebook's vice president of integrity. Yes, I kid you not. That's his actual title. He tweeted, it's a bug. It's fixed. There's nothing to see here. Just move on. And speaking of cameras, invasions of privacy aren't always the result of a bug. Get this. A woman in California went to an Apple store to get her screen replaced. And an upstanding Apple employee said, sure. Uh, I can help you. And while he was there, he took a look at her photo gallery. And somewhere in the 5,000 photos in her photo gallery, there was one racy picture that she took for her boyfriend. And the Apple employee actually sent it to himself. But this Apple genius didn't do much to cover his tracks. 
and she noticed the message to an unknown number as soon as she got her phone back. Now, he admitted, it's my number, but I'm not really sure what happened. I don't understand. The Apple employee tried to leave the store after he got caught, but he couldn't because there were no windows. So don't go away. We have another jam-packed hour coming right up here on the West Star Multimedia Network. Thanks for sticking around to the end. You just heard one hour of the 11 hours of quality program you get each month when you join the Active Commando community. You get each show's complete podcast without commercials and the breaks and a lot more. You can ask your tech questions and get answers from me and other tech pros in our forums. You can post a blog, promote your company, share pictures, and even watch this show streaming on demand whenever and wherever you want. It's only a few dollars a month, and you know you can trust what you hear and learn on my show's podcast. To check it out, go to this address, getkim.com. I sure hope you do. That's getkim.com, and thank you for your support. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 